0: you mm-hmm. What's up, y'all, and welcome back to another episode of the Resilient Body Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Arnika, the not-so-typical chiropractor, and today we're talking about three things to work on if you have a shoulder impingement. So today's episode is inspired by patients with painful or impinged shoulders. If you are struggling with some shoulder pain, there are three main areas that you should address and focus on if you really wanna see some changes in your body. Majority of the time when patients come to me with some type of shoulder pain, it can come from muscular imbalances, like when muscles are playing like a tug of war and one side is winning, or biomechanical dysfunction so things like the shoulder blade isn't moving how it should because maybe those shoulder knots are impinging or not impinging let me use a different word are are um, in the way of its path of its range of motion so we're going to talk a little bit about that so if you're someone who's experiencing some shoulder stuff this episode is for you I want you to listen into these three things, take some of the movements I'm going to suggest for you and see what works best for you and your body. All right. So let's get started. Now, first off, I want to talk to you about what muscles are involved in shoulder impingement. Now, a shoulder impingement is when we have that pinch or irritation happening to a tendon that kind of runs through what we call the subacromial space. Okay. Now, There is multiple muscles that either attach to that knob on the top of our shoulder, which is known as our chromium, or go through that space that lives underneath that knob. We are looking at muscles like our pec muscles, muscles like our lat muscle, because that does run from, think about in our armpit down to our pelvis, and it helps us internally rotate our shoulder, our anterior delt. So a deltoid, so our anterior shoulder muscle, it helps us when it comes to lifting our arms. And we also use it a lot when it comes to compensation for some of our upper back muscles. Our subscapularis muscle, which is a muscle that lives underneath our shoulder blade and helps it when it comes to gliding that shoulder blade um, and also making sure that it's moving in its full range of motion through or over that rib cage. And then last but not least, we have our teres major, which is one of the rotator cuff muscles that lives in the back of our shoulder, lives on our shoulder blade, and helps us when it comes to shoulder range of motion. If we have some type of imbalance around the shoulder, that could be causing any pain in the shoulder, especially when it comes to lifting your shoulder, your arm up above your head. For example, We talked a little bit about on a previous episode about how one of our rotator cuff tendons can get pinched or impinged in that subacromial space, okay? And that can happen because we have some type of imbalance, maybe because our pec muscle is pulling our shoulder blade forward in this more protracted way. So we get that rounded shoulder. So when we go to lift up our arm, our actual shoulder bone that lives in that capsule which sits on our shoulder blade, doesn't have enough room to lift up. And in order for it to lift up to help you lift your arm above your head, it actually pinches up in that space and pinches on a muscle. Because of how our shoulder is sitting due to those muscular imbalances. I like to think about it as a tug of war. So the muscles on the front of your shoulder are kind of winning the tug of war as opposed to the muscles on the back of your shoulder you have to look at how your shoulder blade glides across the ribcage. If your shoulder, as I mentioned, is protracted, so it gives you that rounded shoulder motion, we get that pinched or impinged feeling. Now, in order for us to make sure our shoulder blade glides across in all of its range of motions and even comes back, if you heard that term shoulders back and down, which only works for certain positions, but just think about bringing our shoulders together, the shoulder blades together, that helps our shoulder blades glide across our ribcage as it should. The only way that that's going to happen is that our ribcage needs to be able to expand in all directions. Think about a 360 degree breath as it should, okay? And the only way that that's going to work is from your diaphragm. I know that breathing exercises are not the sexiest, and I'm definitely going to drop one in the episode notes on a exercise that can help you when it comes to working on your diaphragm. But you need to have a functional diaphragm and be able to expand in all directions. So forward and backwards and lateral, so out to the sides in order to make sure your ribcage is expanding as it should, helping those muscles in between each one of our ribs contract and relax as it should so that that shoulder blade can move across that ribcage. And some of those muscles that we mentioned earlier are going to be muscles that are going to take part in that process all right now that's a perfect transition i hope i didn't nerd out too much but a perfect transition so let's talking about the three things that you're going to work on if you are having some shoulder impingement okay so let's keep rolling on us talking about the shoulder blade and how that is affected um, by the rib cage so if our rib cage isn't expanding as we mentioned before our shoulder blade isn't going to glide as it should right? So you need to work on your breath, working on your breathing, making sure you're breathing from your diaphragm is going to help you work on what we call rib cage mobility. Now, when people think the ribcage, they only think bone, but there are muscles that live in between those bones and our ribcage moves in a bucket handle movement. When we are breathing in inhaling and also breathing out. So we need to make sure that our diaphragm is doing what it's supposed to do so therefore the correct muscles can fire when it comes to your core and those primary breathing muscles that you need to use so that muscles like our traps, muscles that affect or are attached to our shoulder blades aren't trying to overwork and be overactive to help the diaphragm out. So we need to make sure they're working on breathing and making sure that we're working on rib cage mobility which also includes working on that thoracic spine or that upper back. All right. Now let's move on to the second thing you need to work on. If you are having some shoulder impingement, second thing we're going to go ahead and talk about the actual shoulder blade, AKA scapula. So being able to control your shoulder blade in different positions and be able to have shoulder stability, it's going to be super important to help out with like your trap, or your pelt, your pecs, your deltoid, those shoulder muscles we talked about. Make sure that they're not compensating and joining the party too much. All right. You would be so much stronger or in a better control of your body. If you learn how to stabilize your shoulder blade and how to help your scapula, When it comes to how it should glide across your rib cage, how it should help support you when you're lifting things over your head, or just how it supports you when you're carrying heavy shit. Shoulder blade control, scapular control, um, that is something that is really important and that you can work on if you're someone who's experiencing any type of impingement or pain in your shoulder. Try that out. That's one of my go-to things is I always want to check someone's shoulder blade and see how it's moving if they enter an office and have some type of shoulder impingement or anterior pain in their shoulder. Now last but certainly like not least, you want to work on your pec muscle. Your pec muscle attaches from this bone in the center of your chest, which is known as our manubrium, you know, our sternum. And goes up into our shoulders, specifically close to that knob that you feel on the top of your shoulder. It also internally rotates our shoulder and brings us more into that rounded shoulder, rounded back position, okay? If you are someone especially who works from desks a lot, then you are someone who maybe needs to work on your pec muscle and releasing that pec muscle more frequently, sometimes even daily a lot more protracted around its shoulders could be coming from that pec tension that you've created. And the best way to do that is like I tell people, we gotta open up the front and activate the back. If you're someone who sits at a desk, you notice that you have, or may create more pec tightness or trap tightness. And then if you're someone who likes to lift weights on top of that, you do a lot of upper body things, you may notice that you have a little bit more pec tightness as well. So this applies to you. We wanna open up the front by doing some pec releases, Whether that's pec stretching, whether that's um, doing some type of release with a foam roller lacrosse ball, I'm definitely going to tag some things in the episode notes to, to help you or give you some ideas of what you can do. But once you release the front... so lengthen out those pec muscles that is in the time to start activating those muscles on the back those muscles that help us bring our shoulder blades together they help us bring our shoulder blade and keep it onto our rib cage and it helps it move in this upward and downward rotation that we need in order to functionally lift our arm above our head without pain or lift heavy shit or our kid without pain all right so you definitely need to work on those imbalances but imbalances by opening up the front and activating the back so just to recap, those three things you want to work on if you are having a shoulder impingement. One is rib cage mobility, and that includes a lot of, you know, breath work. All right. Shoulder blade control. Now, I also want to add in there that can include just being more aware of how your shoulder blade moves and where it actually sits for majority of the day. Uh, feeling what it feels like in every direction in its range of motion, and just learning how to control it and when to stabilize it and what to do in that predicament is gonna be super important. So shoulder blade control is the second thing. And last but not least, your pec muscles and working on lengthening out those bad boys. I tag some movements down at the bottom things to work on those pecs, things to work on those muscles in between our shoulder blades to help them get better positioning, and also some things to help you feel like what it feels like to be in a protracted and retracted uh, position when it comes to your shoulder blade. And of course, some breathing in there with an um, external like uh, cue by using like a band so you can actually feel if you are moving your diaphragm as you should if you actually are expanding that ribcage laterally or out to the side so just make sure that you're working on your ribcage mobility all right as always my goal is to help you move better feel better and be resilient i hope you found this episode super valuable and i holler at you all on the next one